0: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Cellar Dwellers podcast, a podcast dedicated to the best of the worst of AFL football. My name's Sam. I'm freezing my butt off in Canberra, but loving the win by the Blues this week, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who had really no stress this week because his team was on a bye, uh, mm. my Geelong fan brother, Chris. How are you going?
1: I'm well. I'm well. I'm, I'm snuggled up in uh, the Melbourne studio here under a blanket, keeping my toes warm, um, and certainly... Uh, had a fairly relaxing weekend with the the absence of uh, Geelong playing. But um, we'll say that the the teams that we follow with interest here, the bottom four, uh, certainly had a huge weekend. with Huge. Um, it's just a massive week in the cellar. Yeah, um, big week. Um, four teams, three
0: wins, and, uh, yeah, a lot to talk about. Um before we get into that, I just should quickly mention, if you want to interact with us on social media, who knows why it's a cesspool, but we live in it, um, much like your footy teams do, That's, uh, you can get us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Seller Dwellers Podcast, um, on Twitter at uh, The Footy Seller, uh, and uh, if you're liking what you're hearing, uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, um, leave us a review. Um, We've really been enjoying seeing the number of people, particularly coming onto the Facebook page lately. Welcome, everyone. Welcome down into the basement where really only, only the worst footy has been going on. But like we discussed, like you just mentioned, Chris, a huge week. Three out of the bottom four teams won. One of them didn't play. Yep. Um, bottom four well, teams no, undefeated four, four, this week. Sorry. All, four, all four played,
1: I, I did think. No, no I don't North, I no, North didn't
0: round. play. No, no, no. I've got it right. Yeah. So let's go back here. North, North didn't, Chris, um, North didn't play.
1: Yeah, but it's round, it was round 11 last week and the, the bottom four at the end of round 11 were Hawthorne, the Sydney Swans, Carlton. Oh, you're counting Brisbane. it a different
0: way. I'm talking about the current bottom four.
1: Well, the current bottom four is only... I don't care, who cares about historical the bottom the round, four? The,
0: the, well, we do <laughs> because... We're... You've, you've completely reversed the bottom four that we've been talking about <laughs> now for approximately whatever you have managed to, do like 12 of these. Ever. Um, no,
1: that's the way that we've always done
0: it <laughs> Sorry listeners, but we've fundamentally changed well, Chris and I have proceeded in this entire <laughs> Endeavour on a, on a fundamental misunderstanding I might, I've really got to reconsider my position We'll press on through this episode But tell you what, future episodes are now in Severe doubt yeah, look, um, if, I don't, as, uh, if I
1: don't emerge back onto the,
0: um, onto the
1: Podcast Listeners, call my family
0: hey, cr- because... Chris, Chris, is, is mm. the bottom four After the final round of the season the bottom four that was mm. playing before the final round of the season.
1: No, but this week over this, this, Thank you but, very much. No, but the teams who were in the bottom four. This is an intense philosophical <laughs> no. discussion to be having at this stage of the podcast. But the teams. <laughs> what is the, the nature of who who the were, bottom
0: four? I knew yeah, we were, we're going to make here eventually. Here eventually. Yeah. Turns out the bottom uh, four, the, is the the top four is the nature
1: is yeah the nature of the bottom four is irrepressible. I'm, I'm calling yeah. it, yeah, so Hawthorne, Sydney, Carlton, Brisbane, all four teams played, uh, resulting in the bottom four this week, looking like North Melbourne, who did not play, Carlton, Hawthorne and Brisbane.
0: Oh, and, and I, I, said all te- I said every team won as well, which I was just absolutely wrong, because uh, where we should start is with the just absolutely embarrassing, once again, defeat of, uh, oh. by Hawthorne uh, against Gold Coast. Um, a match that i really i basically didn't watch any of because it's just aesthetically unpleasing to watch those teams um play uh, each other. i i did i did watch um the entirety of this match what were hawthorne what were what was each team wearing what were their uniforms so hawthorne at home in the um they, they, they were both uh, the wearing their standard
1: their their standard home oh kit. Yeah.
0: gold coast were in the were in the triathlon team gear
1: yeah <laughs> yeah uh, standard standard kit for both of those teams. And, yeah, it was a sight to behold. Um, Gold Coast ran out 13-17-95 uh, 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 to Hawthorne's 12-7-79. So, basically, um, Hawthorne were only in it because Gold Coast
0: couldn't yeah. kick straight. Um, uh, a match they did- that was just de- deceptive. In its in yeah, how close deceptively it
1: close. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gold Coast got out to a match high forty-three points, uh, close to three-quarter time. The Hawks brought it back to nine with a few minutes to go, and and they they ran out sixteen-point winners.
0: I watched the highlights of the last quarter, um, mm. so I really you know really paying attention to this one, yeah, uh, and really remember it just because I saw on the worm when I was going back through this game how close mm. uh, the Hawks had gotten. They took it with, to within nine points. Um, in the last term and sort of what you thought they might be rolling. But this is one of these funny things. um, Why, you know, you can believe in a team that can come back, but this is one of the games where you never remember uh, the comebacks that didn't happen. Yeah. When everyone always says, oh, it seems like teams are coming back more than ever. They never really remember the games where, you know, a team was down by uh, 40 something points, came back to Mm. within pretty close, but then still lost um, Mm. uh, pretty handily. Yeah. Um, um,
1: the, the, so, Sam, if I was going to ask you to characterise a, a key platform of
0: Hawthorne's game historically, yep. what would you pick out? Uh, very good at defending, mm. uh, not turning
1: the ball over. Mm, yep. So that would be the uncontested possession statistic.
0: They used to just dominate that. They would have historically just been... um,
1: And they lost that statistic by uh, 34 um, to Gold Coast. But they also lost marks inside 50 by 10, 7 to 17. They could not buy a mark uh, in their forward line and looked um, lost
0: going forward for most of the day. So... Tell you what, they really could have used Ty Vickery.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they... he would have made all the difference in the world, you think? Um, a, hu- a huge difference.
0: He... I mean, you've got to get your mm. difference-making players in there. I mean, another big day for Gary Ablett, another huge possession day for old leather mm. poisoning, Tom yeah. Mitchell. It's, hu- it's so hard to tell because the team just can't stop anyone. Like, Gold Coast are not a good defensive team. Uh, they're, an yeah. average, they're an average attacking team with a below average, but not significantly below average defence. And that's plenty against Gold Coast. That mm. firepower of being merely average in attack is overwhelming for, for Hawthorne. Mm. A team like Carlton will struggle against Hawthorne because they can't score. Gold Coast, uh, sort of Tom Lynch and Peter Wright, um,
1: two large marking targets, cause a lot of havoc for those, um, what's now a fairly undersized defence in Hawthorne with James Frawley yeah. um, still injured. Uh, and Gunston, sorry, not Gunston, um, Gibson, Mm. Uh, not able to well,
0: it's not really take game. those
1: no, no. He's he's a kind of floating over the top third man up um player. So Lynch and Lynch and Wright only kicked uh two goals each, but the way that they brought the ball to ground to be mopped up by um the Gold Coast midfield and, and small forwards uh really meant that they, they struggled to contain them at, at periods. And also, well, Gold Coast's ability to break lines um, yeah. just exposed Hawthorne's lack of leg speed.
0: Um, so, uh, this is where, of course, we reach the point of the podcast where we remind uh, Hawthorne fans that they don't own their first round draft pick this year. Uh, yeah. And with the sudden dominance <laughs> of the Brisbane Lions, there's a really good chance that the Saints are on their way to the number one overall pick yes. um, <laughs> via Hawthorne. Because um, at some point, it's going to get very interesting but- for Hawthorne now. So, because Alistair Clarkson yep. has declared the season over, there's no surprise now in their, uh, in their loss to, to Gold Coast. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, two losses this season to Gold Coast. Now, that means that you start playing the kids. And you st- one of the reasons you start playing the kids is to help your young players get better. But the other reason is that it's mm-hmm. um, covert tanking. Uh, yeah. Or, you but know, it's an excuse, not it's excuse for food. tanking. Well, yeah. they, can't, they can't tank. They're tank-proof. No. I don't mean, know, a percentage of 76. Yeah. Uh, but they've, they've,
1: got a, they've got an interesting run coming up. So they don't play next week. So Hawthorne fans, you are not going to lose Mm -hmm. next week. Um, But then they play Adelaide on the Thursday following in Adelaide. Um, And you would think that Collingwood at the MCG actually stands as a fairly firm test for them the following
0: week. So I think Collingwood Collingwood didn't. Collingwood Collingwood looked pretty good against Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, And then the Giants, the Cats and Frio playing Frio in Perth tell you what that's uh yeah not seeing a heap of wins not, I'm not seeing, not seeing a season. lot in the next five weeks <laughs> no,
1: no no even up to round, there's only yeah. kind of 50 50s to the end of the season yeah so i mean you i mean who hopefully they get some who would you players who would you pick
0: like, like like i said there's the teams that you would pick them against are uh carlton and that yeah. might be it that and that uh, i mean possibly like Bris- like in theory in theory brisbane but brisbane have as we've seen on the weekend. they if don't, we move to they don't now. play Brisbane. So, <laughs> Oh, they're, they're, so, they've, yeah, they've, they've already had yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so tough times ahead for mm, Hawks. But Spades. let's let's move not tough times ahead. Um, tell you what, the re-signing of a player that isn't actually playing for the team at all because he's not very good um, has never uh, buoyed, a, buoyed a squad so much as the Brisbane mm. Lions. Uh, 121 uh, to 64, or a 57-point win over Fremantle at the Gabba. This is a different team. What happened? Uh, when did the, they, the power of Dane Zorko <laughs> just become so overwhelming that no team can resist him? Look, the phrase I kept hearing uh, during Brisbane's game
1: was ball on a string for Dane Zorko. Uh, he could do no wrong for extended periods there. Um, yeah. I think also they, they, they
0: did benefit, um, Lewis Taylor was back, I gather. Um yeah, doing some weird things in the forward pocket sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, playing playing it playing a neat little crumbing role. I mean Dazer Beams again is a I think Zorko Zorko and, and Beams might be are they the most underrated? I mean probably. They're they're two really, really mm. good midfielders and um unless you're paying attention to the bottom four like we are, you will or remember Collingwood squads from the mm. uh, early uh twenty teens. Uh you really won't uh have paid much attention to them and they're both excellent ball winners. Um yeah tremendous with the ball in hand um, Beams is a great kick Zorko um, is pretty good and was absolutely on fire in this match and Beams actually for, and the other thing that he does that I think he doesn't get credit for that other midfielders would at, at a more famous club is that he puts on a ton of ball pressure I mean another eight tackles uh, yeah. in a game where they, were cru- where they were just cruising I mean yeah I think was, that might be the most in the match um, yeah yeah, yeah game, it- game, high eight. game high eight tackles 36 disposals one mm-hmm. goal one um, he's he's really good, and I'll tell you what, it was fun watching them run around um, for with they, a bit of joy yeah, for once.
1: They were having fun, and that that attacking brand of football, when it's on, it looks really good. They they run from midfield again, led by uh, that trio, was um, pretty impressive. They had eleven individual goal kickers um, to yeah. from Antles, uh seven, and four of those kicked multiple goals. They they looked um, good. Pretty much from the get go, and Fremantle honestly looked underdone and outpaced. Um, well, they blew the doors off them. Um, well, and Nat, uh, they blew. I'll tell you what, they blew the doors off Nat Five. Eighteen disposals for the match. Uh, that's well yeah. under his his average for the season. Um,
0: yeah, I'm a bit tired of the is Nat Five good conversation. Nat Five is good. Um, he's he good. Had, no,
1: I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying. Yeah, he. They. I think Brisbane put some work into him.
0: Yeah, I agree, and, and and it's a good something like this is one of the games where you like seeing some of the younger players to get a win. I mean, the legendary mm, name Humor Cluggage, um, mm, uh, oh. getting out there and get and getting what I believe was his first win.
1: It is worth pointing out, Sam, that this it was three months
0: between wins for the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, after their uh, previous win in our favourite game, the Clash to the start clash. the season.
1: Yeah, good on good on Brisbane for getting up. Um, I don't think we'll be seeing them win too many more, but. Uh, certainly, if they can get some confidence out of
0: sorry, if they if they don't turn, if they don't turn, if they don't if they don't turn the ball over and mm-hmm. dominate in the midfield, it's a pretty pretty easy combination. Uh, yeah. And if Louis if Lewis Taylor's able to keep kicking four plus goals a game, um, sure <laughs> you can you can see how they. But um, the only other thing that I want to comment on is that there are some one of the things that we were wondering with them that I'm still not very confident about. But at least there's two players in their half back line who look pretty good, mm-hmm. Sam Mays. Um, Terrific first name, um, uh, uh, young, uh, one of his best things. So he's, I mean, 23, pick eight in the 2012 national draft. So you would have thought he would have come on more than he has right now, but he had his first game and maybe under some competent coach- mm. coaching under Chris Fagan, he'll come along. And uh, Nick Robertson, um, I really like. Uh, he's never going to be, I think, a player that dominates a game, but mm. uh, he's got good, good size, competes at, gets after the contest and, and, uh, was really competitive in the wet against Freo and just mm. Yeah, like the at least there's some players there where you think, uh, oh, maybe once they get sort of to seventy, eighty games, they're sort of um the sort of cornerstones that you can build a team around. Not the not they're not gonna be the feature pieces, but at least they'll be reliable defensive players.
1: Yeah, and you you gotta wonder about what having like retaining Shacky means for them. As much as I tend to agree, Sam, that he's fairly overrated at this stage in his career. Well you haven't um, you haven't
0: seen him we haven't seen him do much, but as like we say, small players, tall players, give him time, medium players no time at all. Yeah. Put him um, in the bin. I think that sh- I think that needs to take us on to the biggest match of the round. Oh, you're talking about the Sydney game? No. Nope.
1: <laughs> Sydney versus nope. the Western Bulldogs on Thursday night, um, where they won by Forty-six points over the reigning
0: premier, and really, <laughs> they put. Um, are you talking about the other Sydney game? I'm talking about uh, everyone's favourite team, the Carlton Blues, running out mm. one-point winners. The Giants <laughs> B beats Giants A um, mm. in at Etihad what Stadium. It did,
1: what it did, like Sam, was the Giants banner as they ran out on the ground. Which said, um, insert airline brand here. Um, yeah. Um, said, you know, we get flown to many lo- lovely places, uh, but Melbourne's the best. So many familiar faces.
0: Oh, taking shots at. at
1: yeah, they took a. They took a. Uh, from downtown.
0: That's all good because, uh, tell you what, some of those players looked very nice indeed. Thank you very much. Lockie Ploughman well, is an absolute stud on the halfback line. Uh, who else had a good had a good uh, David, I think no, David Cunningham was ours. We drafted him. Uh, oh Caleb Marchbank. Uh, just looks yeah, great. Marchbank, just like what a good what, plowman. What a great like tell you what, when tell you what, who when you can't keep up with Levi Casbolt and you um on a lead, Phil Davis, mm-hmm. your team really looks like they could use a developing uh full back piece, Caleb Marchbank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so well, when was, you
1: when you need ten disposals at ninety percent efficiency, um yeah. call for a
0: plow, man. Don't don't have. A I will in. say that. Um, yeah. So what was it? Was, uh, so seventy. was seventy-one to seventy? Was it yeah. ten, eleven to nine, sixteen? Yeah. So basically, the only what shot a, glo- what a which, glorious um, week. GWS converted was the shot on the
1: banner <laughs> at the start of the game, and everything else went sailing way wide. Um, there's been some commentary this week that the Giants were selfish and arrogant. Um, I feel like that's just. Uh, a bit of lazy It's a garbage theory. take. In
0: effect. Yeah, it's garbage take. Um, bad If they'd kicked straight, yes. they would have won by 40 points. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, thrill and, sh- thrill and Shield was incredible. In the last mm-hmm. quarter, he basically just tried to take the game by the scruff of the neck, did take the game by the scruff of the neck, and then looked like GWS were going to get mm-hmm. across the line with another mm-hmm. last quarter uh, comeback. But just brilliant behinds from Levi Casbolt and Zach Fisher yeah. in the last two minutes. Just absolutely yeah. telling uh, misses um that really mm. salted the game away. We should talk about the last quarter and in particular the the performance of one Toby Green. Oh, Toby uh, Green. So He's got to be the best of the worst of
1: the AFL this week. Uh, he really, he really is God. just absolutely <laughs> yeah. shining. So, yeah, poor guy, kicked, kicked uh, it, none it, five for the day, basically decided in the last quarter that, yes, he was going to win it off his own boot. Um, pity that his but, boot But, but, but also coughed. not.
0: Yeah. So like, so he, he, he decided to do some very weird, selfish things, mm. but none of them, some of those selfish w- things weren't like the logical, selfish things, like have a shot. Like they were, I'm going to do this incredible they were like, pass. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to drill this pass into the, I'm going to drill a, a 55 meter frozen rope well except it wasn't actually drilled, it was chipped, um, chipped. Yeah. <laughs> to, to uh, uh, Heath Shaw in the pocket and then rather than having a shot he tries to chip over the man rushing at him uh, who was not mm. even particularly close um, uh, even if those he were missed, He, he misread a signal he missed.
1: from uh, Heath Shaw it, yeah. it was a quality last quarter
0: from Green um, um, Tell you what, uh, so uh, there was a study by um, uh, a little bit of work done by uh, Robert Younger who runs the Figuring Footy website, um, mm. which is a terrific little uh, advanced statistics site um, for people who are interested in going a bit deeper into their their footy than this podcast will ever provide. But what he does is he studies um, shot positions taken by players and what the expect and figures out from that what the average return of an AFL player in that position is. It would be a much Mm. more interesting version of that bloody graphic they throw up on seven whenever someone's lining up at goal, Mm. showing what their career figures are from somewhere. Like, it's much more interesting. What does the average player do from that position rather than what has the particular player done? Um, Yeah. So, but the average player um, having Toby Green scoring opportunities kicks three goals in a bit, generates just over 18 points um, for for the scoreboard. Uh, So, basically, three goals and two misses. uh, Toby, Toby Green, no goals five. It really, yeah. like you hate to say that a player has lost the game, but it's very hard to avoid when you take five scoring shots and give up two scoring shots in a one-point mm. game. Yeah. Now, the other, the other big news coming out of this game, other than another great performance by the Silvani squad, was of course David Cunningham earning a Rising Star nomination, Carlton's third for the year. Um, uh, Matt <laughs> Kruiser, uh, game other Game 150, other big, finally. Uh, game one. i tell you what, how has Matt Cruiser been in the league 10 years? I'm so old. Like Matt Cruiser is yeah. the is Matt Cruiser and Bryce Gibbs are the two players that sort of figure in my mind is the point that I really had to give up on the idea that I was going to make it in AFL football. Yeah. Um, sort of, I was like, oh, those guys are younger than me and they're getting drafted. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I might mm. I might have to actually play football at some point if I was gonna get picked up.
1: See, Sam, see, on on that, mine yeah. mine was James Podziadly because he he didn't play his first <laughs> game until he was twenty-seven. <laughs> And I was like, "No, I'm tw- I'm 26. This could still happen for me. <laughs> this could still happen. It's, it's ne- looking- never mind that I haven't played football since I was, you know, competitively since I was 10. But no, it could yep. it could happen.
0: I, I could get. You haven't. Out there. You had, didn't. You didn't need to give up. And but, which, is James Podziadly Posi- the oldest looking young person? Oh, like, do you think yeah. he was faked? Like, do you think there's going to be an age scandal that comes out when it turns out that James Podsiadly was actually 42?
1: I, that's not a scandal. That's that's a miracle. That's, just, that's just kind that's of just like tr- well.
0: He was, what do you mean? He was forty-two. <laughs> what do you mean? He, what do you mean? He was? What do you mean? He was twenty-seven? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> gotta give the Carlton update for our for our listeners. Um, uh, Patrick Cripps with the yep. second fastest record to break what was uh, Kevin Bartlett's record for most handballs uh, in a career. At, at oh, the that's, time. That's, so, um, that's that's an important stat. That's yeah, 53, yep. 53, in fifty-three games, he has uh, yep. hand passed more times than Kevin Bartlett ever did. Yeah, um, great. Uh, second, second to Greg Williams. Um, average, average players. Both of those, and the final one is the person who really formed formed the inspiration of the logo for our podcast. Um, mm. uh, and his nickname really should be the logo for us, uh, yeah. Liam Jones. Liam the logo Jones. What a triumphant return! Uh, inspiration of the of your excellent artwork yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, actually, most of the Carlton forward line, but the. Um <laughs> No, he, he did play very
1: well. He's been uh, for those who don't know, Liam Jones uh, was drafted to the Western Bulldogs and then traded to Carlton um, as a full we gave, forward. We gave up the, assets to get up to get Liam Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> during the Malt era. Uh, during the Malthouse era. era. Yeah, what a what an era that was. And the um, he's been dropped. Uh, repeatedly, um, and he's spent a fair bit of time in the VFL under Bo- Brendan Bolton as a defender. It turns out,
0: yeah, the boss. This is his first sighting. Basically, is in he's yeah. popped up. He's popped his head up for a couple of ineffective games up forward, but then it turns out he's been plugging away at that. Oh, and this is the other update that everyone knows is that, of course, the Northern Blues are on a six-game winning streak mm-hmm. um, in the VFL. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to depth that you have when you got, like when you can send a player like Liam Jones up to the senior team, you know, or when, when a player like Liam Jones is spending a lot of time in your VFL side, it's a real sign of the quality that you've got going on as a club. He tries to say with a straight yeah. face. Uh, I think it's good. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Liam, you've got, you yeah, know, look, it's a really, it's a
1: really good sign. And uh, you look, do, you do wonder, you know, what, what other gems
0: Carlton has hidden away. Um, <laughs> he's a real depth player. Be the phrase real depth, real, de- real depth player, and that he should be in the yeah. background. He's, tell you what, uh, I, I do wonder though if um, he is the uh, anti Zach Dawson, or if do you reckon is there a chance that it's Zach Dawson with some very advanced prosthetics? Hard to. He was he was just he was just gripping on to Jonathan Patton. Um, have they ever have they ever played each other? That would be the test. Oh, they definitely have. Um, some other features of this he's a game. little bit
1: more effective than than Zach Dawson
0: though. He did. Oh, he's much. He, he did know, punch the ball. He rather, did and, kick and the ball. He punched and kicked the ball uh, mm-hmm. with distance. He, I think he only turned it over once. Um, and efficacy, yeah. So uh, the the, the so the that. crazy thing that seemed to me watching what Carlton was doing with their half back line mm-hmm. was a just insisting that there would be a loose man. Uh, and insisting that that loose man would be um, uh, Sam Doherty. Um, mm. And it was, I think, a real tactical mistake by GWS to just not have someone whose job it was to stop Sam Doherty off halfback because he was, you know, Carlton's not an effective forward-moving team yeah. in that they turn the ball over a lot and aren't very good on the wings. Mm. Um, mm. But he was able to just do what he wanted um, on the halfback line and they just decided that Jeremy Cameron was not going to win the game. Yeah. Jeremy Cameron just had no space. He would lead up the ground, he'd go on his moves, and um, you know, the comp- a combination of weedering and Plowman would just tail him mm. everywhere. Just mm. everywhere. Um uh so that was I think it was a real strategic win for uh uh the man, the legend, Brendan Bolton.
1: Yeah, um, you've gotta think that um GWS have to find another way to win. Um they
0: it's not a good game to almost Carlton. It's not a good game to be first and lose
1: to second last. Um, yeah, that is a record, yeah. by the way. That is the first time 17th place has beaten first place in the history of the AFL. Now, of course, um, there have
0: only been uh, a
1: maximum of 17. <laughs> that's place. right, that's true. It's not <laughs> for, for a couple GWA, of years now.
0: Back when it, back when it was GWSA that were down the bottom, yeah. GWSB yeah. was still Carlton. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. You've got to feel for the other um, part of the Silvani clan. No disposals, no kicks, no handballs, no possessions at all. He got injured. One tackle, yeah. He got injured in the first quarter. No,
0: he got injured in the first quarter. And actually, Drew Morford said something horrible. He'd he'd Mm. done something very stupid that he should pay a fine for, which is he he punched a a GWS player. And then in a tackling situation or something like that, someone landed on his ankle and he's clearly gotten hurt. Um, Mm. And I don't know if it was Drew Morford or someone else said... um, oh well that's clearly karma and i was like do not celebrate a player getting injured that's really that's that's not your that's what you're not meant to do
1: anyway as we as we discussed with tom hawkins um celebrating the punch uh shouldn't shouldn't be done but also saying uh, yeah, (laughs) someone should get injured yeah yeah
0: there's Uh, some there's some
1: sort of moral code there that i'm not quite across but
0: yeah alex silvani um tell you what if if there's not two silvani's one cup i'm not sure how carlton's gonna go let's 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 move on though chris um do we north melbourne didn't play we could talk about the other melbourne we could talk let's talk about the other melbourne uh queen's birthday match tell you what that was a cracking finish football was in just insane this weekend between carlton and well and like so essendon thrashing port just out of nowhere just Mm. a tour de force by essendon um uh just, they that was were like okay, an absolutely okay, so, screamingly on team.
1: Yeah. They won by 70 points. Yeah. Um, I, I So I watched a bit of uh, Adelaide thrashing St Kilda on Friday. I watched um, a bit of Brisbane uh, thrashing Fremantle and a bit of Essendon thrashing Port Adelaide. And of the thrashings, honestly, the Essendon one was probably the closest contest in that Port worked hard for a lot of the game. Essendon were extremely just, energetic just, around the football. Just so
0: much better. They just looked it, yeah, so it much wasn't, better than Port t- that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that Port Adelaide were necessarily bad or doing anything wrong or not trying. You know, Travis Boyd yeah. had nine tackles.
0: Uh, um, Brad Ebert was pretty good. And there was times yeah, when, you know, in the early no, in the second quarter, just, Chad Wingard was getting free on the half forward line. Yeah. They just were worse. No. Like Essendon was just, was just better.
1: Yeah, they just were winning uh, the contested ball, spreading from the contest very quickly. Um, so they now find themselves inside the eight. But the Melbourne-Collingwood game, just yep. to come back to that, God, Collingwood cannot buy a win at the moment. They, <laughs> they probably played better than Melbourne for significant patches of the last quarter yep. and just could not score.
0: Could not they, find an avenue to get again. They dropped so many marks inside 50 yeah. um, in the last quarter. Just mm. uh, in the last two minutes, um, I can't remember all the names of the people who dropped them, but they sort of had about three or four inside 50s and just mm. and to contested marks that were not easy marks, but markable balls dropped and then Melbourne got first hands to it. That was one yeah. that just and really they, absolutely could they have gone either way. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Howe took a couple of... Absolutely oh my god! That mark, marks. yeah, yeah, that was it's incredible. Just being put on a poster by Jeremy Howe would be just so humiliating. You'd like imagine <laughs> just being like, "There's a there's just some careers of AFL players where like, oh, what's the most famous of picture picture of you in the AFL, Dad? Oh well, the most famous picture of me is when this guy just put his boot in the back of my head and I just looked in <laughs> pain and confused as he does this incredibly and spe- incredible and spectacularly athletic yeah. thing. Uh, he looked he looked good. Um, tell you what. Uh, Shulor and uh, Pendlebury were were great. Um, to a player but, that I actually really do like for um, for Collingwood, who I don't know if he's he, like, it's hard to tell with Collingwood because they attract so much attention around the league. Mm. But Brody Grundy is going to get paid at some point. Yeah, um, he, he looks effective at ground level, and that yeah, that's
1: handy for a ruckman.
0: Yeah, um, well, I, I think I actually think in a pinch he can play centre half back, and that's mm. an incredible like. That's like some, that's what GWS does with Rory Lobb and the confusion that you see on a team's face when suddenly there's someone who is just an enormous, not as big, he's not as big as Lobb, but um, uh, when you send someone who's, you know, six eight down to play, center half back with mm-hmm. enough pace and skill to move the ball effectively when cycling them in and out of the ruck, um, he's only 23. He's going to be real good. Yeah. Tell you what, the, the
1: interesting thing for me was that Melbourne were just much more effective at moving the ball. They they just didn't overuse mm. it. Oscar McDonald um, looked looked good again. Um, Christian Petrarca looks like he'll be a, a, a great player. So good to see a former seller. Jack oh, Jack uh, Jack, Vi- um, Jack yeah, yeah Jack Vining was
0: a yeah. real stud. Um, and and Jack Watts with the sealer. Too, um, <laughs> I still like. What are you meant to feel about Jack Watts? Like, you kind of feel like it's a redemption story, but what's he been redeemed from? Being drafted really no. high and yeah, not being that's very not good. His,
1: yeah, but that's not his fault. Like, yeah, no, that's, that's not the, his fault. Yeah. No, no, I yeah. agree
0: that's not his fault. Um, mm. But at the same time, uh, I'm not sure that that means he should be uh, as as much as, say, the AFL career of Jeff Garlett, who used to be mm. homeless. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and who played did
1: you see that did you see that kick of uh El Jefe's from the pocket
0: in the no, last quarter? I did not.
1: So he he ran kind of straight away from the goals and kicked it at basically a 90 degree angle um across to I think it was Petrarca who then goaled it. It's yep. it's it's on one of the replays. Right. We'll link it on the Facebook page, it's worthwhile um, um yeah, Jeff. because that that to me was you know, a lot of other small forwards would have tried to kick the goal. Um, and
0: Garlet did the team thing, which, which wound up. Jeff Garlett's a good out. football player. Um, mm. And I'm really pleased. So Melbourne run out 104-100 over Collingwood in mm. the thriller. Um, mm. yeah, it puts them well comfortably into the eight. Uh, and we'd, mm. we'd said in what is the lost podcast of last week <laughs> yeah. um, that we thought that only one of those teams and more likely the winner of that mm. match was going to make the eight. And it, It's not. I don't have a really good basis for it because in the end, it's still just one game. And Collingwood's certainly not out of it. They've got a healthy percentage, and well, they have a percentage which is not negative. Um, Fremantle,
1: yeah, and and, and, yeah, Fremantle do. I mean, you've got West Coast play
0: this week um, against Geelong. Um, Yeah, I mean, the the worry for them, the worry for Collingwood, is that they're at twenty points. And there's a fair few teams above them that have a game in hand. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it looks like really, it looks like it's only a game, but if results go against them, uh, they could be two games out of the eight um, with 11, with nine to, sorry, with 10 to play. um, And that's starting to get very difficult. Um, I also just briefly wanted to touch on the fact St Kilda getting smashed by Adelaide by, Mm -hmm. um, was over 50, but it should have been more. Uh, yeah, 57 points at the Adelaide Oval, losing 111 to 54. That's three in a row for the Saints, three losses in a row. And you might recall that that precisely those three losses ago, we were saying, oh, are the Saints going to make the eight? That's looking very unlikely at this point. Uh, it really does, not, because
1: <laughs> their percentage is not great. Um, look, they're only they're only a game off the eight. They've got a game in hand. They could still make it, but it's yeah. going to require significant rework of how they um, structure up going well, inside
0: 50. Um, it, they, go, going inside 50, just, they're, they're like, the the, we've talked before about how what they have is just some people who will grind away at you and just be really aggressive and then fast mm. um, uh, across the ground, but just like a really physical, grindy team. Um, and yep. they haven't shown that lately. Three matches for them that are just going to be huge the next three weeks. Um, yeah, North, North Melbourne, Gold Coast, uh, Freo. Yeah, um, they need to win two of those. I think they uh, potentially all think, three. I think all three.
1: There' a chance. Look, they'll struggle against North. I think um, maybe, but, but
0: they should beat. They should uh, like if they're going to make the eight, they should beat North. Uh, they've got to beat yeah.
1: Gold Coast that Eddie had. Um,
0: yep, and they really should beat Fremantle. Uh, yeah, and, then they, and that's yeah. that's that that's when if if they then manage to run off three in a row, um, then we're talking about a team that's still that's that's above. Uh, It's got more wins than losses um, Mm. and is starting to look pretty competitive going later into the year. Chris, we should have a chat. We we promised, well, in the Lost podcast, we promised to do a bit of a (laughs) forecast for what we thought was coming for the rest of the year. And then my microphone wasn't plugged in right. Um, Yeah,
1: that was was good. Uh, So so,
0: let's talk about who we think the the bottom four is going to be, because that's what we care about here. Yeah. Uh, so, favourites favorites for the spoon, it's still got to overwhelmingly be Brisbane, right? Yeah, but
1: I think sneaky, um, dark horse, Hawthorne. Uh, not a good percentage. Yeah. Difficult run coming in, not playing well, a lot of injuries. Um,
0: so and Brisbane old, and can, old players that will just get shut down. Um, yeah. It, would so, be, it also would be a very Brisbane things, thing to do to cost themselves the number one draft pick. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it would be just symbolic of this Brisbane team's just constant struggle to really build yeah. a quality list that they would again miss. Um, yeah. But they'd sort of get the second I think Carlton, Carlton
1: look, look a little too good to be.
0: Carlton are get, um, Well, Carlton are going to end up just stealing some bullshit wins like they did this week. Like Carlton just yeah. have this absolute David and Goliath strategy where they, every team that plays Carlton, like Carlton just be, must be an absolute pain to play against. Cause every time you look up, there are 18 players um, in front of you, like just the defensive, yeah. Flood backwards They are just they have decided Just to turn the screws On everybody um, yeah. You know
1: They do uh, and Carlton a do as bad have A as bit them. of a tough Run coming in So oh, yeah. You face um, So We'll just go through these Because I I really don't think That um, Of the, the The current Teams on four wins Sydney North Carlton and Hawthorne Well Sydney I think North North and Sydney are on a rocket They'll be They'll be alright
0: Um, Well, Sydney will end up... Sydney, have got a lot of talent, will end up stealing some games. Yeah. North look good.
1: They'll they'll win a couple, you would suspect. Yeah, North are trying. Um, uh, So I think it's, yeah, Carlton, Hawthorne, Brisbane. Um, And of those, the next five, Carlton play Gold Coast at Metricon, then Richmond at the MCG. They then play Adelaide, uh, Melbourne, and the Western Bulldogs at Etihad.
0: None of those would be sure things. No, the only one that I think we might be a chance in is Melbourne because they are a team where um, they're a bit lacking in attacking capabilities. Those other... So, I mean, Richmond aren't an overwhelming team either, but they've got quality. They've got a defence that's better than Colton. You would
1: suspect also that against... Gold Coast, uh, the ability Carlton's ability to possess the ball might undo their their running game plan.
0: Mm, uh, nah, we, where we the could I, we, did, I that, think could we defend. I think we played them already this season, didn't we? Yeah, they won by twenty six points. Um, yeah. they just kill us with speed. They're just too fast. Yeah.
1: Um, um, whereas Hawthorne face um, Adelaide uh, at Adelaide Oval. They then have home no, matches to Collingwood and GWS, uh, and then they play uh, Geelong and Fremantle away. So I don't think they're a lock for
0: any Yeah, of those. and they like Sydney. Sydney will probably still be trying later in the season mm-hmm. just because they don't, mm-hmm. won't really know what to do. Um, yeah. Richmond will be trying. North will be trying because they don't really have anything to do otherwise. Yeah. Um, Carlton Whereas- won't be tanking and the Dogs won't be tanking. So yeah. Hawthorne will go in um, as predicted to lose every one of their matches for the rest of the season. Except for the one against Carlton. Except the one against Carlton. Where, uh, which could have spoonerific implications. Um
1: yeah. so that uh, and, so But the the only problem is that I really don't see Brisbane winning many more games for the rest of the season. It's, so it's, it's
0: hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it really is. You, you sort of, um, you, it, you, I keep I looking, at that, I keep looking at that score from this weekend and just being like, What? <laughs> How did that happen? Like which yeah. this is this is the team that we the last time we saw them got beaten mm-hmm. by Collingwood by forty five points. Adelaide by eighty. They even lost to mm. bloody Hawthorn um, mm. down in Tassie. Like they have just, they've been smashed so many times this season, and then they come out and just absolutely flog um, yeah. Brisbane. So they've got they've got port so, on a bounce back game, uh, GWS in Essendon, Adelaide. Geelong, <laughs> Richmond. Yeah. Um. I won't. I won't run through the full season, but they have some matches that might be winnable. They've got another clash, uh, and we know how they get up for the clash. They've got yep. a fair few. They've got about half their games. Look, anything can uh, happen in the clash. They've got Sam. They've got half their games up in up in Brisbane. They play Carlton. Um, they. I can see them. There is a pathway for them to get two wins against Gold Coast and against Carlton. Um, yeah, it's the third win that they need if Carlton and Hawthorne lose out. Um, mm. That would cost them the number one overall spot. And I'm yep. not. I mean, that final round game of uh, against North. Um, uh, if North at have home. put the, the Q in the rack at home. Um, right.
1: But Brisbane might put the Q in the rack as well.
0: Yeah, that's right. They, if um, if, it's, if the number one draft pick is on the line, that's your uh, maximum open tanking opportunity. <laughs> Lewis Taylor, straight into the ruck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chris yeah, Fagan. Just get too- Zorko in the ruck. No it, ruck. Dual ruck. Yeah, that's what I mean. It'll be it'll like, I don't... Chris Fagan's too much of a... He's, he's a very new... School AFL coach in a lot of ways, but I su- mm. I feel like he's old school enough that he's not going to support my no ruck strategy. No. Um, you do uh, so actually
1: technically have to have someone contest uh, the yeah. ruck contest in the centre bounce. Yeah, they have to run in. As- um, yeah, it's. Although I did see, I think it was Nat Fife uh, yeah. contest a centre ruck uh, bounce and, and not actually leap for it, just try and read the tap.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which uh, was well, pretty ambitious. Dylan, Dylan Shiel won a won a centre bounce. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, it's it's just about creating uncertainty in the uncertainty mm-hmm. in the mind of your opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the so the, I mean Brisbane then become our overwhelming favourite. So we think Hawthorne and Carlton are still going to be there, which then leaves that elusive fifteenth spot. This is the tough one. So your possible nominees really are. Uh, it's currently North with sixteen, so sixteen points at the moment. Uh, so it's just a question of how many games. Can the team on, teams on sixteen points win? Viz, I don't think that you get. So I think that Frio is safe. I think that the two game lead that Frio has out of the top four, sorry, the bottom four, mm. um, out of the spoon contention, um, yeah. means that I don't. But their percentage just suggests that they are an awful team. Um, uh, Look, I think I think that Gold
1: Coast are the, the sneaky chance here. Um, bad percentage just, 80, 88. eighty yeah. eight. They've lost. Uh, They've only won five games. Um, You don't see significant upside with the injuries that they have uh, potential to come back. You would have to think that um, they're not going to
0: win too many of their away games. I know that they won...
1: They won at the MCG this weekend.
0: Yeah, but... You're right. That there is potential there for them. Um, I think mm. don't sleep on Sydney. The Jekyll and Hyde Swans are an injury or two away mm. from once again falling apart. That domination of on the left wing, where they just decided you can't stop Buddy Franklin, so we're just going to try and kick at him at him every single time, yeah. uh, was incredible to watch. There was just like mm. it was like one of those times in a basketball game where the other team has figured out a defensive weakness of the other side and just constantly attacking it. Like, you have yeah. no answer for this. Welcome to hell. I can still see Sydney potentially falling apart. And look, North are in the, the, the catbird seat, as it were. They mm-hmm. are, they're there. They're in 15th. They're not very good. Uh, they have a negative percentage. Oh, um, look, they, yeah.
1: yeah. They, they,
0: lost, they, they lost six in a row. And they, they're a real, uh. they, they are a, a, an outwardly admitted rebuilding squad. Mm. You're going to think that uh, some of those older bodies are going to start being rested, like, at some point. Um, because there's, you don't want to risk um, you know, Sean Higgins if Sean Higgins gets an injury that puts his um, uh, I think he's got a year to go on his um, mm. contract but um, uh, you don't want to put his renegotiations really at risk or, or, or his mm. future at risk you don't want to put their, you know, Jack Zebel, Todd Goldstein, those kind of players, mm. my, one of my personal favourites Ben Cunnington, those are kind of guys mm-hmm. that you just,
1: you just want to shut them down the thing I go back to, Sam, is uh, 64 points to none. That's a very uh, good point. <laughs> so the, I think there's a lot of upside to north. Um, they might get better as those younger players get some more games into them. So I really think that 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 last spot in the cellar is anyone's... Um, anyone's to grab no, should I, the desire
0: be there no look, look there's, I don't. I, I. think in the end it won't be Sydney I'll, I'll back away from that they'll mm. come through in the clutch
1: alright so it's between
0: North and Gold Coast then um, the, their assistant coaches mm. are too good particularly Stuart Jew they're the guy who put up three goal assists in the 2008 Grand final
1: oh oh yeah it's been a while between drinks for that <laughs> one <laughs> um uh,
0: so let's just then uh, shake our magic eight ball. Who's going to win the premiership, Chris? Not that people care about our opinions about quality football. I want to say Geelong, but I'm going to hold
1: an absolute Ooh. opinion on that until they play GWS. Uh, well, no one's going to play GWS, GWS
0: until the first week of the finals once they've actually got some of their players back. It's going to be quite strange
1: yeah. to see
0: what GWS yeah. does. You yeah. know, is, is uh, Brett Deledio going to play for them this year? It seems like probably not at this point. But anyway. I would think that...
1: Yeah, any of the top three could win it. Um, Flip a coin on GWS or Adelaide. um, Geelong or also Rand probably. Adelaide look thoroughly beatable in a way that um, GWS don't, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's kind of strange. I mean, just coming off their respective losses, but I like GWS's ability to to shut down Mm. a forward line much more. Mm. And we've talked before about how Adelaide don't get their first service. But I think in the other, I'm just going to trust what I've seen. I think, the, I think the buzzsaw just cuts through finally this year. They've slowed down each of the past mm. years so uh, the thing to watch out for is as, uh, cause as a trend scoring declines mm. uh, mm. average, average scores in matches decline over the course of the season. That's mm. a factor of injuries yeah. um, and tanking and things like that but nonetheless there are quality, te- mm. quality teams st- continue to score less as the season progresses. If Adelaide start to slow down and it looks like teams have once again figured out how to slow down their Attacking machine, um, Yeah. that'll be interesting. And actually, the other thing that I'd say is that they finally managed to break the as Sloane goes, so the, so the Krogers go. Um, St Kilda. Well, you wonder, to you wonder
1: what the differential would have been if they, if St Kilda had not tagged Sloane. Yeah,
0: you know, the, uh, the, I mean, it's, Adelaide it's, it's have easy,
1: regularly handed out a hundred point pastings this this season. Yeah, I
0: mean, I guess the thing is to say um, it perhaps pr- proves the fallacy in that thinking that if you dedicate lots of resources to Rory Sloan, there should be other players who are receiving light attention, um, and should be able to take advantage. Yeah. Of, and this is this is, this is the
1: this is the challenge with tagging, isn't it? It's yeah. if you if you tag somebody out of the game, your tagger needs to be delivering more than they are. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. Letting the other the other player, and that that was shown with um, uh, Scott Selwood's tagging of Rory Sloan. He not only uh, yeah. stop Sloan from being effective he was effective himself I would think that it's almost a bit of scissors paper rock um, yeah. if if Adelaide play Geelong you'd expect Geelong to win if GWS play Geelong you would expect GWS to win <laughs> and if yeah. Adelaide play GWS you would expect
0: the Crows to win that one so I think it. it's, it's, sets a, it's, a, fa- it's a fascinating season it's been a great season mm. so far um, mm. let's look ahead to um, round 13 oh, uh, this is going to be a good round so uh, obviously, uh, the, we've so got the a couple huge of... matches, yeah, the huge matches is, mm. is at Metricon. Uh, we've mentioned it already yeah. uh, Carlton mm. Gold Coast, um, mm. 7.25 on a Saturday night, really getting that primetime billing. Um, yeah. Uh, relatively pleasing matchup on the eye if Carlton wears the dark blues against the, the reds of mm. uh, Gold Coast. Mm. So it shouldn't be too bad to watch, like some nice primary colours. A um, little bit too much neon, as always, from Gold Coast, but there you go. Yeah. Can't fix that. It, it, but. Interesting
1: to see how Weathering and Jones tackle Wright and Lynch. Yeah, uh, and interesting to see how <laughs> well Carlton. I'm still. Preso- I'm still um,
0: <laughs> I love the mentioning the logo. I just love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if Carlton turns, uh, and- Carlton turns the ball over, Brandon Matera, um, Aaron Hall, etc., just storming up the wings against us. Yeah, um, so
1: you would you would think that if if Gold Coast can pressure the ball carrier they win. Yep. Um I just don't know that Gold Coast are a pressure side. So I think we'll see. that'll that'll be surprisingly close. Yep. Um, otherwise it's a lot of it's a lot of top eight well, teams playing.
0: And, and sorry, for the purpose of the bottom four as well, North Melbourne St mm. Kilda. North um, Melbourne St Kilda. We, yeah. as so as we St Kilda have lost three in a row, if that goes to four in a row, they've really got to start thinking about where is this season going. Mm. And they might potentially try and tank down into a bottom five position. Well and then get two
1: very high that's, first round that's picks. exactly
0: it. They are tank proof, but two first round draft picks are better than one. Yeah. Um, um, otherwise,
1: I think you can safely s- s- d- don't watch Port Adelaide play Brisbane. Do that's going to be... based on last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, don't watch Western Bulldogs play Melbourne. Uh, too much good
0: football there. And yeah, too much. That's going to seem like final. That's going to um, seem like finals quality football. Don't watch yep. West Coast Geelong footy on a Thursday night. I still cannot get behind it. I always just forget that it's on. Yeah, I I suggest skipping that. Uh, I think that starting at the... ten past eight on a Thursday night as well. That's that's mm. past my bedtime, Christopher. Look, I'm I'm going to be watching it. Uh, yeah, of course you are. But yeah, but are they going to boost? Scott, a... Are they going to boost Scott Selwood? Oh, yes, definitely. They will. Yeah.
1: Um uh, but it'll be interesting to see what Geelong do with Reese Stanley as the uh the key forward. Uh yeah. <laughs> which will be but also West Coast don't have a key forward either, so God, that West Coast uh injury list is it's it's pretty impressive. Bad. It's it's a it's long yeah. it's a long injury. Drew a long Petrie, bit of rating, Nick Natanui, it? Scott Lysett, Jamie Cripps.
0: Um all it, quality players. It um, all builds up. Um, mm. All right. Well, it's been another great week down in the cellar. Um, it's good to be back and uh, good to have you all with us, listeners. Mm. Um, once again, if you, if you like what you're hearing, uh, subscribe on iTunes, <laughs> drop us a review. Um, uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cellardwellerspodcast. Follow us on the toots um, at The Footy Cellar. Um, Chris and I will be just looking forward to another cracking week of football and hopefully we'll be uh, mm. back next week to discuss it with you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.